Hi there, and welcome to the Women on Amazon podcast. My name is Regina Peterbergsky, and I am your host. As an Amazon FBA seller and coach, I'm in the trenches daily supporting my family by building Amazon brands. Here, you'll be hearing the journeys of some amazing women who have changed their lives through Amazon and e-commerce, as well as strategies and tips on how you too can create a better future for yourself and your loved ones. And hi, welcome back to the Women on Amazon podcast. And I'm joined today with somebody that I've never met before, which is lovely. I love that because I'm going to learn so much and hopefully you will too. Uh, The delightful Roberta Pemberton is with me today to talk about her e-com and Amazon journey. Welcome, Roberta. Well, thank you, Regina. I really appreciate you having me on your show. And uh, I hope that I can add value to your audience and maybe they can learn a little bit from my journey. So uh, I really appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you for being here. So, Roberta, let's just uh, double back a little bit. Tell me, um, where are you based? Um, What's your background? And and how did you first get into e-com? Yeah, so um, I'm a, I live in the United States. I mm-hmm. live in the state of Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the United States. So I'm originally born and raised in the state of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an Air Force veteran. That's how I ended up in the States. And I married uh, the, my best friend. I'm in the Air Force, I met my best friend and married him. And he's from Tennessee. So we moved to Tennessee and we've been married 34 years. Wow. That, that, yeah. That's a feat in and of itself these days, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 wonderful. We have one son, that, and I, we have a grandson, and they live in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, which brings me to my Amazon journey. Yes. We are so as a full time employee of the federal government at the time in 2017, and my son had got a promotion with a big corporation in the states, mm-hmm. and they moved to Texas, mm-hmm. and. Um, just at that time, I thought, you know, I just, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always knew that even though I was in the, uh, in the uh, go get an education, get a job, the corporate structure, I always knew that I wanted to do my own thing on the side. And so that's when I first encountered uh, uh, and heard about Amazon and I took my Amazon, started my Amazon journey. Okay, so because it's you, you were saying, you know, you're very much of that of sort of mindset, which you know these days is becoming quite old-fashioned, but but is still very much the the way it is, where you know it's go to school, get a job, you know, and of course, you know, in the military, also quite. I mean, I've never been in the military, so I don't know, but I'm guessing quite heavily into sort of you know do as you're told sort of thing, which is you know quite and the antithesis of being an entrepreneur really. <laughs> so yeah. how did you um, overcome the mindset uh, and the conditioning of, you know, all of those years of, of schooling and the military? I mean, the, for me, that's actually a really fascinating subject. Yeah. So uh, literally, I always went, so I always felt that in corporate jobs, it doesn't matter if it's government, corporation, just like what my son worked in a corporate job, a non-government job, there's a ceiling Yes. There's a ceiling. So you apply for a position and you, and I always, re- I noticed that it doesn't matter how much I've worked in that position, that all of us in that same category of position made the same amount of money. Right. Fairly much, maybe a little bit of bonus here and there, but there was a ceiling. Mm-hmm. 
And I've always, and I've started, you know, reading the books. I started with uh, How to Win Friends and... Uh, Influence People, Napoleon Hill, yes. Yes, I started with a Napoleon Hill book. Yeah. And, and it started uh, giving me the idea that what if I got paid according to my value, my worth, my value to the market? Right. And, 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 that, and I started that journey a while before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, that, and I read the books and the books. And then I love marketing and read the books. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, you know, I, I really want to try this entrepreneur thing where there's no ceiling. Like I, I literally get to put myself out there mm-hmm. and there's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to know how, what, what can I achieve mm-hmm. when there's, there's no safety net yep. and there's no ceiling. Wow. So, <laughs> so what, with the entrepreneur journey, as you know yourself, there, there is no ceiling, but there's also no safety net. That's right. There's also no bottom. That's right. There's the- yeah. So, <laughs> but I was right. always intrigued with that. And, and in 2017, when I always heard about Amazon. Amazon, I always was intrigued right. with okay. Amazon. Mm-hmm. And um, since I only had one child and they were moving to Texas 2017, I said, you know, to fill up my void in my heart because my family left. Mm-hmm. And even though I have a wonderful husband, and it, I, it was a, there was a void. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, you know, I'm going to go start my side hustle. I'm going to start this Amazon thing and, and start that journey of seeing how much value I put in the market and how much really, this, you know. So, so was it actually a side hustle or, or did you start straight away? Was, was it full time? Uh, it, was, it was a side business because I was still working full time. Okay, great. And so um, did you come across a training? or did you just make a decision or you knew somebody you knew? Like how, how did you sort of get into it? <laughs> yeah, so I was following someone on YouTube. And right, e-commerce. okay. I was following a lot of people in e-commerce, this one lady in particular, mm-hmm. and she was talking about, and I was following her journey, and she uh, was in a private label space on Amazon, and she spoke a lot about it. And then she did in a, a marketing with another company for a course right. to learn how to do private label. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I and what really um, had me, why I really bought it was she did, she, there was two live events in Las Vegas you got if you bought this course. Right. And we did a two-day live event and then we went to a bigger live event with right. a bigger organization. And so that's the reason why I did it because I had more personal training right. mm-hmm. in addition to the course. And that's what uh, really, that's when I, that's what got incentivized me to do it, even though I consider myself super untechy. And I was really like, ah, this is a little bit of money, you know, and can I do it at my, you know, all the. Of course, voices. all of the, that, that, that talk that goes into our heads. Okay. So tell me about your journey. So 2017, what happened? Yeah. So in 2017, I went to um, that at live event. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of people and it was a private label mm-hmm. where I literally, um, I learned inside the course on how to source a product, have it manufactured, how to pick my product. So in Amazon, you pick your product, you know how to do product research. And then we literally learned how to contact the manufacturer, get it manufactured, yeah. did packaging, a All logo. The real basics that, that we need to do in, in private labels. So I'm, I'm guessing this sort of was like all totally new for you, right? Oh, yes. So, so it what, was, a, what, a, what a journey. I was working my nine to five and staying up to one and two in the morning mm. doing my, my private lab, you know, my, my course and taking action at the Check same time. Okay. So how long uh, before you launched your first product? 
Well, did so you launch your first made, product? Because some people never do, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, in um, and the from the time I had I I uh, did the training and actually launched and had the tr- the product in Amazon. It, it was the first products hit Amazon. I would say late September of 2017. Right. So how long was that from when you started your training? I started the training in May. May. Okay. So that's really good. That's, you know, again, a lot of people never got to get a product up and and you got one up within the first six months. So my hats off to you, a real action taker. Great job. So tell me what happened with that product. So it, in, um, I've always had a, because my grandson was really little, I went into, uh, I manufactured a STEM uh, toy. You okay, it's a STEM toy. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah science, toy. technology, engineering, mathematics. Mm-hmm. And it was for his age, for a toddler. And um, and it, it, it's, it was a STEM toy and it was Christmas. In the right. US. Oh, wow. So, so did, did you sell out? <laughs> I happened to um, pick the right category. <laughs> category and timing, right? <laughs> yeah, category, timing. And then I got, yeah, because the, and then it was Q4. Yeah, also. Well, yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, it, within, I, so uh, in private label, the thing that's a little bit, the hardest part of the private label wasn't manufacturing and picking the product and getting it going through customs. I had to hang up in customs. I had to deal with that. Mm-hmm. All while I worked a full time job. Yep. The hardest part was literally trying to get your, uh, the product ranked in the algorithm. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, what did you do? You remember? I mean, of course, since September two thousand and seventeen to now, where are we? Uh, almost uh, three years later, we're in August two thousand and twenty. Things have changed a lot in in rankings. So, what did you do then, if anything? Yeah, so. So with that product, it literally, um, I learned how to do PPC and the Amazon algorithm and, you know, listing optimization and all. And um, it sold a little bit in October. What I didn't, uh, it sold a little bit in October. And um, right before uh, Black Friday in the U.S., we call it yep. Black Friday. I don't know if. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows Black Friday. It doesn't matter where you are well, in the world. If you sell on Amazon, you know Black Friday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That, yeah, we are talking about speaking about to Amazon experts here. Um, <laughs> so um, the week of Black Friday, I noticed my sales ticked up mm-hmm. and I said, why am I selling so many? And I was happy. But then I realized everyone else in the same category, mm-hmm. their prices were higher. Oh, Okay. <laughs> And I said, wait a minute, just a week ago, we were competing on price. And all of a sudden, I'm the, I'm the lowest. Then I, you know, and, and um, so I started raising my prices right before Black Friday, and it kept selling and I kept raising my prices. Beautiful. After Black Friday, the weekend of Black Friday, I, it was selling so quick, I just kept raising my prices. And mm-hmm. it just sold out within a week. Oh, okay. So you sold out within a week. Did you restock? What, what did like? It wasn't enough time for that right, period. Of course, because if you're selling out uh, in Black Friday, um, yeah. Okay. So what did you do with that product? Did you continue it on or did you bring it back next year? What, what, what did you do? I, I actually still own the brand and still have big visions for the brand mm-hmm. and, and, and bringing it back. Mm-hmm. But because um, if you do private labels, you understand it, it's a little bit of an investment. Sure. And and luckily, I was successful, and I and I literally sat there thinking, was it timing or was it the product? 
Well, it was probably so a combination of, of, of all of those things, right? Yeah. You know, and so I, so you've got to be I, the right place at the right time, but you also have to have the right product, right? Well, that is true. That is true. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I wasn't sure if in early uh, January of 2018, it was, so I started going into house household goods. Okay. That sells, um, you know, more year round. I was looking for more of a, everyone says like, you know, a product that replenishables. Yep. So I was looking in the grocery household and, and, and then when I went into researching to manufacture the one product for household, I realized I came across, uh, I came across other people talking about this model of selling what's already selling right. the wholesale model mm-hmm. as buying from wholesalers and reselling what's already selling. Mm-hmm. And that's when, um, I pivoted at that moment in time and started to learn how to do wholesaling. Okay. So obviously, so you had a little bit of, um, money up your sleeve because you'd sold out of your private label product. <laughs> so you had a, 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 so you could then uh, invest. So tell me about how wholesale, I've personally never done wholesale. I have spoken to a few people who have and, and have done well with it. So mm-hmm. um, tell me how that worked for you. Like, where did you start? Who did you contact? How did you contact? And, you know, there's, if there's a lot of people doing it, was it a lot of competition? Like, what did you do? Yes, there are a lot of competitions. And again, I did uh, what I did earlier with the private label. I invested in myself and mm-hmm. I went to a conference. Right. So you did some training and to learn how to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. It was right before in, in Las Vegas. Uh, there's a conference called the ASD show. Oh, yes. Where, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, the, where they have all these vendors come to the Las Vegas Convention Center. So I went to a conference and um, before the ASD show and and spoke to and, and mastermind with uh, other sellers mm-hmm. that were in the wholesale space. And then we all went, we actually went, uh, four or five of us, we had little groups and we went and spoke to all these different vendors. Right. So, so the vendors at ASD, again, I've never been to ASD. The vendors at ASD, they're all wholesalers? Are they all manufacturers um, that are looking or how does there's that There's a lot of wholesalers. There's a lot of private label people, a lot of white label people. Right. Okay. And you so, know, did like, you find uh, so did you find products to to sell? Like, did you talk to vendors? Yeah. So uh, again, uh, even though it wasn't private label, because I like toys, mm-hmm. I have a lot of uh, I found a lot of good um, wholesale vendors that that I could sell um, big name brand toys on on my right. Amazon. And they so, so was there a process? Like, if you if you uh, dealing with a, a big name, um, mm-hmm. is there a process that you have to go through in order to become a, a reseller with them, or do they just give it to everybody? Like, how does that work? Yes, you have to um, apply. Mm-hmm. They have to accept you, and you have a you actually have a representative that works with you. Right, and and so, then so they tell me about that process so about applying, and and like if if, if, uh, I want, you, if I wanted to do that today and say I wanted to reach out to let's say Mattel, for example. Um, I'm not saying that that's who you went with. I don't know who you went with, but but let, let's say. So what's the process? So with Mattel, what Mattel would do, and that's what it's wholesaling, mm-hmm. is what Mattel will do is give you a list of their wholesale distributors, their, their authorized right, So you don't even deal directly with the company? No, not someone that big. No, okay. Smaller brands, yes. Okay. But someone that big, they have authorized Distributor, they have authorized they resellers, right? And that's who I worked with. Okay. They're authorized wholesalers. 
Right. So, so then that process, so you then obviously go through the process and you're given the, the, the rights. Um, so do you have to invest a certain amount with each of these brands or for each product? Like, do they have a minimum that you would need to invest in? How does so what work? happens is my representative from these different companies send me a, um, I like to have it in a CSV list yep. of products available to purchase. Yep. And they will have it because I run it through a software. There's a software that you, in the software, you decide uh, how much your profit margin, what type of items you're really, the type of brand and, and, and the age category. And it literally will give me, say, my top 10. Right. And of that top 10, when you go through that list of what my representative sends me, the representative um, will, the representative says, uh, how much is per item? So say say this item is going to cost five dollars if you buy a five hundred quantity. It's a minimum order quantity, and if you buy a thousand, it might go to four fifty an item. Right, and so it might be different. Okay, yeah. so what's the, what's the software you use? Uh, it's the, the it was uh, oh it was um, oh you don't use it anymore. I haven't used it in a while. Okay. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't used it. It's what, well, no, it's actually, I've used, I've used several. Okay. So let me not say the software. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, okay, so, so let's not talk about the software, but what is the criteria then that, that you look for? You say like the, the uh, resellers or representatives send you a list of products that are available uh, and you narrow it down. So what is the, the criteria that's used to narrow it down? So the, um, uh, for example, at that time, because I was I couldn't afford the higher MOQs or minimum yep. order quantities, mm-hmm. uh, my my return on investment I was looking between um, fifteen and twenty five percent. So that was my first. Uh, then it was a sales volume. You know, like how um, I, you know, if you do a lot of people do Jungle Scout mm-hmm. because it's free that or that one time payment extension, you can see the sale volume. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then how many sellers, how many sellers, and then how often I would rotate into the buy boxes, how I would decide uh, how much quantity I would want to buy. And then at what price, if it's, if it, if, say if it's 500 quantity, what's the price range for 500 quantity and then the MO, and then my ROI on that. Right. Okay. So, so that was my next question. So when you're doing this type of business model, you're obviously competing for the buy box. <laughs> which is something that we as private label sellers in theory shouldn't have to worry about. Sometimes we do for various reasons, but in general, we don't worry about the buy box. So explain to me how the buy box works when you're wholesaling products. So the buy box as, uh, works pretty much the same as private label if you're in the category, right? Meaning um, reviews, mm-hmm. uh, seller ratings, um, age of your account, um, and then how many people, and then the price. Right. The price, you know, for Amazon, everything's about the price. So if you're in within 5% of the lowest price and you can almost tell if, if it's five or 3%, some, you know, and there's softwares, which I won't name softwares here that keeps up with prices. Right. And then, and it'll alert you. So I guess the danger there, and have you come across this? You know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head is is if there's a lot of people competing for the buy box and price is the biggest trigger, does do you then erode your margin? Um, 
Yes, it can. Mm -hmm. So this this is the other thing when you're doing big name brands mm -hmm. is, and that's why um, I pivoted again inside of that. That was going to be my next question because how do you mitigate yeah, that? I pivoted again because there is a thing um, you want to, when you go say with Mattel mm -hmm. and say they're selling this toy car, this mm -hmm. popular toy car. Yep. And they say they made a million units of it. And the way it works for on for most Amazon sellers is the first the who gets the what what we finally get is the leftovers of what Walmart after Walmart's bought Sam's Target after all these big box stores and every, all the big online stores take their part of that million whatever's left is what's a lot of the online sales that's what they sell to the Amazon sellers. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And so if there's a lot of quantity, if there's a way to figure out, and that's what was the hardest part about this is when you sell big name brands is knowing what the quantity is out there. If you could know what the quantity was out there, then you could know how many people could potentially jump on the buy box and how it would erode price. Right. So that is a consideration. And so um, even in that space, I, so there's certain types of toys that sell over and over again, say at certain times a year. So I literally would buy one that's already out of from last year's stock right. because people would like that style versus the new style. And then there's so much limited quantity. Right. They're going to sell, but at least you control the price. Better. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you, you said that you've pivoted again. Tell me how you've pivoted now, like, what, what have you been doing now, and and uh, what have you been doing since sort of the, the COVID shutdowns? How what's been happening to your business? Yes, yeah, so we pivoted again. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's so the we, life of an entrepreneur, right? You know, that, yeah. that, I think I think that's the 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 if if twenty twenty had a name, I think pivot would pretty much be it, right? <laughs> yeah, and who who can um right, right? I mean, who who can who can change directions the quickest? Um, yeah. So, so, so tell me, tell me about your most recent pivot. So it mainly was toys in two thousand nineteen and electronics. We went heavy into toys and electronics, and as um as we see what happened was we seen that. You know, Amazon sellers, they know that there's categories, right? Health and wealth, home and all that. I'm just going to interrupt we, you there while I think of a question. So you spent 2019. How many products would you would you have, like, at, at this wholesale um, level, let's, let's say 2019? How many different SKUs would, would you have at any given time? At any given time? Like, for example, right now we might have... 20 something going on at any given time because we want to um everything's about sell through sell through yeah yep. sell through in six so, so obviously there'll be some that are you know active for a short time some for a long yep. time some that you replace but, some the, the longest we want to do it is as best you can forecast right is six weeks right okay so you, you, tr you try so to sell out in six weeks to, to then replenish yeah Fair enough. And so can I ask uh, what sort of turnover um, you, you were able to accomplish last year? Um, we, we did about 1.2. Wow. Okay. Yeah. In wholesaling. In wholesaling um, with, with, a, with a small skew portfolio. That, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, did, we went in like we, we did really well with um, 
uh, with some electronics, especially, we found a vendor in uh, one of the states that what he got in was like, we, that was all that was in the market. Right. Okay. And it was a good selling, like we knew the color, a specific mm-hmm. model. And right. we got hold of a lot of that. So if we bought a thousand of them, so we worked out with him where we'd buy a thousand at a time. So it's just one skew, but we knew it would sell out in six weeks. And so that's how we positioned a lot of 2019. Okay. And, and then come 2020, what happened? Well, we'll go back to your story. So 2020, when COVID hit, uh, they shut down a lot, majority of the categories, which was for us, electronics, toys. Mm-hmm. And we pivoted with the wholesale model into right. health and beauty. Health and beauty, of course, because that's yes. been all health and beauty since then. <laughs> so and now how, we're and now we're bringing how, the toys. Back. How difficult was it at that stage then to find products and find uh, you know manufacturers that would sell to you? At first, it was difficult because it wasn't on my our radar. It wasn't something our we were we because we got really good at understanding certain niche electronics and we got good at to- toys, certain niche toys. Mm-hmm. And we really, um, was it in April, March, gotcha. March or April, mm-hmm. we, March, we started pivoting hard and, and mm-hmm. 24-7 learning, 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 calling, digging on the internet to go find this wholesaler to ask for this wholesale, and, you know, and just keep digging and doing the research of what items sell in the health and beauty. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was March. So, you know, everybody's sales went down unless you were already in that niche. Yes. Yeah. And then April, we did better. And then April, May, May is when um, we got up to over 60,000. Nice. Nice. Okay. And and that's, that's pretty much where you're, you're sitting at the moment. You're moving at those levels or is it going up, down? What, 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 what are your projections? It's, it's, um, it went down a little in July because um, I guess, but it's, we, but makeup's, makeups and beauty and because at first if you had a lot of the a lot of the we had some brands with the um the supplements right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so early in covid we had a lot of supplements we had we had a supplement company we were with and they were really churning Mm -hmm. and then we had some makeup brands we were working with that was really turning and so the makeup dropped off and the 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 supplements kind of dropped off during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we pivoted again into different, you know, like body lotions and, you know, different health. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we stayed away from the, and I had opportunity to do the mask and I had, I had plenty of vendors asking um, opportunity to do the sanitizers and I stayed away from it. Like, a lot of people got into trouble. Uh, you have to be a little bit careful with that, right? Yeah. So we did stay away from that. We never sold one of anything in that category. We mainly stayed in supplements, mm-hmm. beauty, you know, that type of it. Okay. So so here's a question. Um, what is it that you think that you do, if anything, um, when you approach uh, vendors, wholesalers, that, that – um, makes them give you the products or are they just open to everybody? Like, how does that work? Are you, you know, at the moment you said you did $60,000 in sales the other month. Um, how many, how many competitors were there on these buy boxes or were you the only one? Like what? Uh, we try to, 
the and we're going into like smaller brands mm-hmm. brands that if i told you the name most people would not wouldn't know them right okay mm-hmm. yes so when you go into the smaller brands you there's, there's not there's never hardly ever over four people four rotations right um, we've got in with a brand where we were we it was it was at one point they let us on and it was the brand and us right okay Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said, you know what? We can't do that. You have to go get your own store, but we're going to take over Amazon because our store, because we we did more volume, mm-hmm. because we did other items, yep. we got the buy box more than oh, they did. Didn't they? Oh, do they? So, oh, so they, did, they didn't kick you off. I would have thought they'd give you more business, right? Yeah. So they said they would sell to us even at a better price per, per wholesale price if we were to build our own um our own website, our own oh, store. Amazon. Yeah, literally, that's also what we are building right now. Right. Okay. So, so you're you're, you're sort of expanding on that. Um, nice, nice. Um, and so, what? Uh, so, obviously, with the wholesale, um, what is your plans moving forward? So, my plan always in 2017. I I paid extra to when I was. In 2017, going to the, my first mastermind in the Amazon space, yep. I paid extra to go to a luncheon with all the uh, the, the the seven figure and up yep. mm-hmm. uh, uh, income earners. Yep. And I went in the room and I sat at this table with uh, a few people, and there was two luncheons, mm-hmm. and everybody talked about, you know, um, they're making seven figures, whatever, and it was about selling the store. And right. I was like, right. and they, yep. they were talking about what they called their exit strategy. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it literally intrigued me. I said, what? An exit strategy? I thought I was just like going to get an, an income stream, right? Like money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying, oh, no, you can have an income stream and an exit strategy. And that's mm-hmm. when I went, oh, my gosh. Okay. This is what I'm doing. Right. So, um, li- I've literally, that everything I'm doing is trying to cash flow for my exit strategy for my to to come back and build my private label brand in whatever category so that I can my exit strategy and do an eight figure exit strategy. Wow. Okay. Because you're you're already a seven figure seller, right? Um, yeah. Okay. So, so 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 let's get this. This is really actually quite awesome. So you're using the wholesale business for the yeah. cash flow, and because the wholesale is is not as intensive as a private label. So using the cash flow from the wholesale business to go back in to fund a private label brand that you will then build for an eight-figure exit. This is absolutely genius. Yeah, and that's why off we're doing an off the private, now that we're going into the private label, Mm -hmm. we're literally building the non-Amazon assets as I said. As well at the same time. Yes, currently. We're building that non-Amazon assets. And the whole idea is to have the Amazon store Mm -hmm. for that brand, that for our private label brand, and we're going to brand it to that label. Yes. And we're going to build its assets off of Amazon so Mm -hmm. we can get the valuation when you get sales here and sales here, yeah, yeah. and we have a customer list that actually buys through a customer Absolutely. email audience, yeah. and you all put together, the brand, the brand assets that that's the- yeah, all the brand assets together. That's the exit strategy. Um, what I call my 
I call it my e-commerce domination machine. Yes, that, that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, so tell me, so the lessons that you learned originally back in 2017 in private label in terms of ranking and stuff, do you use any of that in your wholesale business or is in the wholesale do you rely bit. the listings of the manufacturer? Yeah, a little bit. If we're if we're wanting to move, we want to get out of a product, we've held it too long, we might do a little bit of PPC. We might even, um, and that's also what we've how we've gotten the relationship with smaller brands mm-hmm. is when we would contact the brand themselves after the wholesaler um, say we contacted their their distributor or their wholesaler. Then we would contact the brand and say, hey we love your brand. We love your items, but here's a few, here's a few suggestions on your listing, how you can, if you did these changes Mm -hmm. that your brand, your items could sell instead of this many units a month, you could increase by 10, 15, 20%, just by better pictures, better description and, and little things like that. And that's how we became one of four or less on these smaller because a lot of them don't know this. Of course not. So they're, really they're, they're busy the manufacturing and, and selling to, to Walmart. They don't care about their Amazon listings, right? Yeah. So we've actually added value. So we found a way that if we talked to these small brands and had them do it, we didn't have to pay for anything. And we got the value of the, the better listing. Okay, excellent. So, so there you go. So le- again, you know, what, one of the, the things that everybody talks about, lead with value first. And then profit from it later. I mean that 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 that's amazing. Yeah, and including one brand, we got to talk to their Amazon expert who does the listing, and we gave we uh, for example, one brand was not brand registered, and we literally told him how to get brand registered and walked him through the process, mm-hmm. and that's when he gave us better um, uh, wholesale prices. Beautiful. That that's really as I said. I I, I think your strategy is absolutely genius so i'll just reiterate it again because it's absolutely blown my mind so you're using get into wholesale for a lower uh in initial um spend build that up for the cash flow take that cash flow to invest in a private label brand yeah. uh, and invest the uh that in in private label assets on and off amazon for uh, for an exit so how long do you think that's going to take you because you're 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 sort of at the beginning of that uh, second phase of the, the private label. Yes. How, how, what's your timing on that? Um, I say three years or less. Mm-hmm. From tw- so 2023 is my target. Okay, which is still you know six years from from you know coming in to an eight forget exit. I mean, what other business can you get into? where yeah. you can come in with pretty much very little and, and very away for, you know, with eight figures uh, to, you know, retire or travel the world or do whatever it is that, that, that you choose to do. So at which stage did you uh, quit your job, if you quit your job? Uh, so luckily um, I started in 2017. In 2019 I was eligible to retire even though I was not ready to. Right. So I was eligible to retire Um and, but I was not in planning on, but the business got so crazy busy mm-hmm. that I couldn't do both. Right. I literally could not do both. Because we're literally a small, still a small family run business. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And so luckily I was able to retire and I made the, like really the last minute decision to just retire. Mm-hmm. So, I've, so I've been retired since uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's why now I can bring more of the vision in because I have the time yep. to implement more strategies, to implement the holistic version vision of what I, what I want to build. Mm-hmm. Okay. So looking back over the last uh, three years or so, what do you think are the biggest lessons you've learned on your journey so far? Biggest, <laughs> if you can narrow it down to two or three, that would be great. <laughs> well, the biggest lesson, I, I can narrow it to one. Right. Your business as an entrepreneur or the entrepreneur journey is the best personal development journey I've ever been on. Mm-hmm. And your business can only grow as big as you grow. Wow. Okay. That's it. That, 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 that's it. awesome. That's awesome. And if you had to give a piece of advice to somebody who perhaps is looking at Amazon um, as a business model and, and wants to get in uh, now, do you think it's too late? <laughs> Since COVID. Okay, let me not scream with joy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not oversell this. I'm not even selling anything. I have nothing to sell people. Okay. Amazon e-commerce is the begin. It is now beginning. Is it still in the beginning? And I mean e-commerce. I'm not even talking saying only Amazon. Amazon. We're still in like the tip of the iceberg. And if you do the whole e-commerce, anything e-commerce online, is there's so much opportunity. Okay. So much opportunity. So, so your answer is no. It's not too late. So if you have to get, <laughs> so if you have absolutely to, not. This is like your. What do they say? This is the ground floor opportunity. Ground, still ground floor. And so if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody starting out, what would it be? Uh, if you're just starting out, just just start. Invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, invest in yourself. Take the journey. Take your steps. And if you're su- if you're like me and you're super untechy. If I can do it, so can you. And what an amazing uh, way to finish up. Thank you so much, Roberta. It's been uh, really a, a joy speaking with you today. So thank you, Regina. Very best of luck. And I look forward to hearing about your exit in a couple of years' time. When you've sold, come back and tell us all about it, huh? Absolutely. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thanks, Roberta. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, I hope you enjoyed uh, that conversation I had with Roberta as much as I did. Really interesting and I'm loving, loving, loving her strategy of using wholesale reseller uh, items uh, to cash flow herself into a private label brand for a a large exit. I think that's an absolute uh, genius strategy and I will be following up with her uh, as she moves forward with this and also just amazing that uh, when you're doing sort of that kind of wholesale strategy that you can pivot very quickly which uh, those of us who are private label sellers know that it's uh, not so easy to pivot so fast because you know finding new products having them manufactured and having them shipped etc now uh, if you are interested in finding out a little bit more about how the reseller wholesale strategy works. Uh, If you're listening to this episode pretty much uh, at the time that I'm publishing it, uh, there is a training that's on and there's a a link in the show notes uh, for this episode. So this episode is uh, number 41. 
So if you just go to womenonamazon.com slash 41, there will be a link to some training on uh, how wholesale works. If you're listening to this at another time, there will be a link to a waitlist for the next time this strategy is being uh, talked about, uh, which I think is going to be February 2021. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, this episode. Oh, Sellapol is still running. And uh, I would love it if you would uh, vote for this little podcast, Women on Amazon, in the podcast uh, category of Sellapol and the link to Sellapol also in the show notes. And I'll uh, catch you next time. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and were able to pick up at least one nugget that you can put into action straight away. Please subscribe to and rate this podcast and remember to check out the website womenonamazon.com to get all the information on today's guests as well as links and discount codes to any products or services mentioned. And remember, don't wait for perfect. Get started now.